Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hi everybody, and thank you so much for joining me today. My guest today is Ashley Tropea. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hi, Marcia. Thanks for having me. Of course. Ashley, just so you all know, you're in for a treat. Ashley is a screenwriter, and she's also an author. And before I even have you start telling us about yourself, I do want to spell your name for people because they may not know how you spell your name, and I would like them to visit your website. So Ashley is spelled (laughs) A-S-H-L-E-Y, and her last name is spelled T R. O P E A. So it's AshleyTropea.com. So that's where her website is. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's get to know you. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you. Yes, like you said, I am a screenwriter and I'm an author, born and raised in LA. Um, I come from an Egyptian Italian family full of accountants and financial advisors, so not a super creative <laughs> bunch. I'm the only writer. Um, but my my whole life, they've been very supportive of my creativity, even though they don't really understand it. <laughs> and um, they let me go to a bunch of schools that had film or creative writing focuses. So straight from high school, I, was, I went to Providence High School, which had a wonderful film program, um, which is where I really started to become obsessed with writing. And then I went to Loyola Marymount University, where I graduated with a BA in screenwriting in 2021. And then since graduating, I have published three novels, my debut series, The Pirates Trilogy, um, the final book of which just came out last week on Tuesday. And um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Well, you know, I I love this background, and it's, it's, it's so interesting how... I mean, I have two kids, and, you know, it's it's real interesting how people get this vision of what they really love, whether it's kind of what their family expected or not. It, it's very interesting. And yeah. so just because, you know, you didn't have that creative side, clearly you do now. So, um, <laughs> and you know, and you are um, an alumni of LMU, which is literally, you know, I, three blocks from my house. So, but let me ask Amazing, you, yeah. it is so cool. So how long have you actually been writing? Take us on that writing journey. I have been writing for a long time. I've been writing since I was 11 years old. Um, mm-hmm. My, I had a teacher who gave me a creative writing assignment. It was the first time I'd ever had one like that. And I just fell in love with it. It was so much fun. Um, and at the same time, I got really, really obsessed with reading. Um, and I'm a control freak, so what I started to do once I realized that I enjoyed writing was when a book would end in a way that I didn't like it, I would just go to write the ending myself, um, and that was how I sort of 
got into it. And then um, I just kept writing. So at the age of 14, I finished my first novel. It was not good, <laughs> but, but I finished it at 14 and I posted it online. Um, and I got a few thousand reads, which was really cool to me because I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not bad at this. <laughs> and then um, when I was 16, I wrote Missing in the Pages, which is the first book in the Pirates trilogy. And I posted that online as well. And that got hundreds of thousands of reads, uh, which was really crazy. And that's, that's, that was like, okay, don't, don't ever stop. People enjoy what you're doing as much as you enjoy doing it. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's important as well. I mean, it's great if people enjoy it, but before they can enjoy it, you've got to be enjoying it. So I I understand what you're saying about that because I think it's so interesting that you, you looked at the ending of that book and you went, wait a minute now. I, 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 yeah. I could do this, and, and I, I yeah. and so did you. I'm just out of curiosity. Did you literally handwrite your ending? Did you go to a computer and how did you how did you do that physically? Yeah, I went. I went to my computer. It was the family computer that was in the living room, and um, I I really it was a, a series that I had really loved, and then. You know, by the end of by the end of it, I was like, "How could I have spent all the all these months reading it?" And it ended like that. Like I was so upset, and so I was like, "You know what? No, that's not how it was supposed to end." And I went to my family computer and I wrote out the ending that I liked. It was only like twenty pages or something like that. Um, but yeah, and I did it on the computer and I saved it and I don't know where it is now, which is probably <laughs> for the best. But, oh, that's funny. But yeah, I did it on the computer. You know what's so funny? You said it was only 20 pages. I wonder how many of you are listening out there that think you could write 20 pages. I'm just saying. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Thank you. So where, where does your love of stories come from? I mean, where, where did, how did that start for you? I think I've always been a reader. Um, definitely my parents nurtured that. They used to read to me all the time. Um, especially like their favorite books. So when I was young, I didn't necessarily understand it, but um, they would always read it to me in a way that was super engaging, like very, very dramatic and, oh, the person walked down the hallway and things like that. And I think it just very much enveloped me in, in that escape. And then when I got to middle school and high school, I got very, very into reading young adult novels uh, specifically, which are always which are always really fun to me. They were really needed for me during those years because I was, I was bullied that time during school. And so, yeah, movies and TV and books, they were really, really great escape for me, full of adventure and like crazy worlds and exciting characters. And they were sort of not, not necessarily a coping mechanism, but they were definitely companions for me during that time. That's really I I would imagine that parents that are listening to this and young people can um, understand what you've just said, which is, you know, unfortunate. You know, I mean, no one likes to hear that any child was bullied. But to be able to escape into those books, I I understand that. Who was your inspiration? Who were your inspirations? Did you have, were you inspired by somebody particular for your writing? 
I definitely have a lot of inspirations. I think first and foremost, some of the classics, which were what my mom used to read to me. So Jane Austen, Mary Shelley, the Bronte sisters, you know, all of those like Victorian regent gothic feel, um, mm-hmm. which I think all of my writing has a little bit of. I always have a sort of underlying darkness that are from the gothics and always, I always have romance. Um, and then outside of the classics, I would say authors like Cassandra Clare, who wrote the Shadowhunter books, which are huge best-selling books. Uh, they were a movie. They were made into a TV show. They're huge books um, that are all big, big fantasy books. And um, another author named Sarah J. Mack, who also does a lot of big fantasy books. Um, their writing is always so beautiful, and their characters are so engaging, and their worlds are just, it's all masterful. And they always have such different people with different goals and backgrounds in these crazy circumstances. And so those, I really, really look up to those authors. You know, that's, that's, it's a really interesting background you've just talked about because I read to my kids too, but I don't think mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss was necessarily in the same genre <laughs> that the classics were. Or green eggs and ham. I, I, I'm not feeling that quite the same. That's that's that's. I'm just telling you. You know, that's what I remember reading to my kids. Oh my goodness, that's funny. We didn't um, start at Pride and Prejudice or Weathering Heights. You know, we didn't start there. We started. Okay, good. Oh, well. good. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, so, what are your favorite stories to write about? I mean, like genres or characters or themes. What are your favorite stories to write about? Well, I think based on on sort of the inspirations I was talking about, I love to write historical and fantasy genres. Um, I, I love the Victorian era because it has all these inane rules and etiquette, and it's just so much fun <laughs> to play with, mm-hmm. and also the ball gowns and all of that, um, which is uh, uh, missing in the pages. The, the Pirates trilogy that I've written is definitely historical with ball gowns and everything like that. Um, and I also just love the, the magic and crazy creatures that you can put in a fantasy story because um, obviously those are also so much fun. You get to create things from scratch, uh, which is mm-hmm. so much fun. And then I would say as far as, like, characters and themes, I definitely am very female-focused in my characters. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I like to watch women rise above in – not necessarily like these warriors overthrowing governments or anything like that, but just watching, uh, you know, someone deal with their anxiety or their depression or whatever it might be. Um, I always find those stories to be very, uh, very interesting and the most, I don't know, touching to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from, I, I come from a family of very strong women and I think being able to watch them, uh, persevere throughout whatever situation might be going on was really important to me, and I like to reflect that in my writing for other people to read as well. That's that's really interesting. Um, just out of curiosity, you mentioned your Egyptian Italian family. Um, yeah. Were you? Mm-hmm. Do you have brothers and sisters as well? Yes, I have one older sister. Okay, just just curious about that. So yes. you, yeah. you mentioned missing in the pages. Uh, which was your debut um, novel. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. Well, Missing in the Pages and the Pirates Trilogy is a young adult historical fantasy novel 
and it's about a young girl who somehow gets sucked into her favorite novel set in 18th century England among a group of pirates. And she has mm. to figure out how to survive among them long enough to get back home. Wow. Wow. Did you, when you write, do you, do you have visions? Do you, do you, see, your, do you see your characters in your, in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I, would think you, I would think that that, that helps in some ways to actually visualize. I've, I've never been a writer, so I, I don't really know. But I was just thinking about, you know, if I was writing and, and you're writing, like you said, um, you know, this, this fantasy, that um, yeah. I think that's, that's really interesting that, that you could visualize this um, missing in the pages. I, how, I'm just curious, um, how did you actually come up with the title of that book? <laughs> uh, the title is actually pretty funny. So initially, I, I will say I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Titles are not my strengths. Okay. <laughs> initially, this book was just called Pirate. <laughs> that was it. Um, and then I had my mother read it, and my mom came up with the title, Missing in the Pages. And I thought that was perfect. So I took it. <laughs> that's great. Isn't that fun? So okay, so yeah. so I mean that that's a that's that adds to the the depth of this. So what was the actual inspiration for missing in the pages? So like I like I mentioned before, I have always had a special place in my heart for historical stories like Pride and Prejudice or the show Downton Abbey. Um and I think this was fully born of that. It's it's literally a girl who gets to go back to 18th century England, which is like my dream come true <laughs> if I can uh-huh. do that. And, um, but I also, like I said, was having a tough time in high school when I wrote this, and I would often just bury my head in a book. And so mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun to do a story where the character literally escapes into her book uh, to get away from her problems. How many friends... And I realize you've described what was probably not a fun time when you were in school at this point in your life. But did you know anybody that was writing a book at your at your age? <laughs> I mean, did you take English classes or any of your, did any of your teachers know you were doing this? As, okay, so I did I, my my high school experience. I would say was split between my film programs and my English classes. I, I knew very early on what I wanted to do, and I put all my focus there. Um, and yes, so a lot of the teachers did know. I would say I had um, uh, one of my teachers. Her name is Miss Schaefer, Miss Kristen Schaefer. She was uh, she ran the film program, and she was the first person I besides my family that I ever showed this to. And she wow. was right from the get-go very supportive. Yeah, it was really, really incredible. She helped me throughout all four years to, to hone this, and she always encouraged me to keep going. She was amazing. Um, and I also had uh, one of my English teachers, uh, Miss Matthews, Miss Annie Matthews. She actually helped me um, preparing my pages. Like, she read through them and edited them for me. Um, or with me, I should say, and so that was really great. And I just, I just went back to my high school uh, on Friday to give a special guest speaker talk to the kids. Oh. Um, yeah, which was, it was really fun, I have to say. And um, 
so I got to kind of reconnect with those teachers, but also um, just see the kids that where I was at as well. But um, none of my friends were writing a book. Like I think even the the other writers that I knew that were in my English classes, you know, they were maybe poets or short story writers, or they were just they enjoyed writing, but they did it for class. Like I don't think anybody else was spending their weekends writing a book. <laughs> That That's so, and you know, I w- take me a little bit through your writing process. I've had a lot of authors over these past nearly eight years. It'll be eight years next month, next week, I guess. Um, I've had a lot of oh. authors, but you are my youngest, I must say, and quite accomplished, <laughs> I might also add. So when oh, you would you. write, really, but when you would write, did you? Did you get, like, inspirations and you would just, like, in the middle of the night wake up and go, oh, i got to take a note about that? Did you sit at a computer and write? Did you longhand write? What was your writing process like? Yeah, so I think whenever, whenever I write anything, it's because I have an image in my head, an image that just pops up into my head that I'm like, wow, that – and it's usually there is some sort of information attached. So, like, for Missing in the Pages, the first thing that I thought of was, um, a young girl being thrown into the captain's quarters, and he's like a mean guy. <laughs> it's like, that was the, the first thing that just popped into my head, and it was this image in the captain's quarters. Um, and so usually whenever I write, I have something of that sort, where I have an image that pops into my head. Uh, sometimes it does come in the middle of the night, and then I write it down, and it's some so like incoherent rambling that makes sense at four in the morning but doesn't make sense anymore. Um, <laughs> but you can't read your but, handwriting when you wake up <sighs> oh, yeah exactly like, all of it is super super incoherent but um but yes it does happen um and then usually i'll sit down and write up to what is whatever image i had or i write around it um you know so missing in the pages begins a bit before that image and then I kind of just built it out from there. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do, I do it on the computer. I think my, my process has sort of evolved as I've gone through, like, actual professional writing classes and learned tips and tricks. Um, so now it's sort of a mixture of, of computer and handwritten. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be writing on the computer, typing it up, and then I'll think of something that, oh, that's important i need to go back 100 pages and put that in so i'll just write it down on the notepad next to me so that i remember it better because when you write it down you remember it better Um, absolutely yeah that's a little bit about yeah that's how i write (laughs) well that's that's interesting i i actually what you just described is pretty pretty standard to what i've heard from other people say some people tell me that they record it they they speak it because they can talk faster than mm. they can write. And so I, I've always found yeah. that that to be a little bit interesting, too. But you have a pretty interesting story. How did you get Missing in the Pages published? So I, I mentioned this a little bit uh, briefly earlier, but I had published the first one when I was 16, Missing in the Pages, um, uh-huh. online. And then I, I published a book a year. So I started my junior year of high school and then Searching in the Pages, which is the second book, came out my senior year of high school. And then I finished the series my freshman year of college with Escaping in the Pages. Um, and I posted all of them online. And they got really, really positive reviews. And eventually, 
I amassed over a million readers um, on on these wow. books, and I was like, you know, that's that's that was really cool to see that number. You know, um, of course. With those readers, a lot of the comments were, "I want to put this on my bookshelf. Please publish this. I want to own yes. this book." Um, and I got I got so many of those that I really started to to think about it. I never really thought that I would be published. <laughs> it was sort really? of something like, yeah, I write, but I, yeah, it was, I'd always wanted to be an author. Um, mm-hmm. But I never, I never, I don't know. I always was like, I, I don't know. Like, that's so far away. That's so hard to do. It's not going to happen for me. Um, but so many people wanted me to do it. And I had my roommate in college kept telling me, why don't you just do it? Um, and so when I graduated in 2021, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. So I decided to publish it on my own, uh, independently and it's been doing really well. It's really cool to see, uh, people on social media and, uh, on, on these websites that have posted, just telling me how excited they are that they can now buy it. Um, yeah. So, and the last one just came out on Tuesday last week. You know, it's, it's not easy to self publish. I know that, yeah. and um, yeah. I would like to just remind people, I mentioned your website earlier, and um, mm-hmm. all of those books are available. You can you can just click on it right there, and you can just order it right online, which is which is terrific, because, you know, it, it, I think that this is really exciting, what you've done. I mean, truly exciting, and, but well, it's not you. easy, is it? It's not easy, is it? So, no. <laughs> so what a kind of what what type of challenges have you had to face in becoming an author? Um, I think the biggest the biggest thing about becoming an independent author is that you are doing so more so much more than just writing. Like I think my assumption was that when you're an author, that's all you do. You, you write and then that's it. <laughs> and uh-huh. especially when you do it independently, but I know that this is true for traditionally published authors as well. Um, you, a lot of it falls on you. Uh, so like getting the word out there, doing the editing, cover design, all of it is on me. <laughs> so right. it's, the the job is not just writing it's everything that goes into creating a book which i was not i didn't know about all the, all of the rest that goes into it um which was it's a lot of work you know so i think that would be that's that's like the biggest challenge that i've i've come across were there any surprises were there any surprises um like, is I this think, something that I happened think, that you weren't expecting? Yeah, I will say so. As part of, like, uh, uh, advertising and marketing, I did a book giveaway um, hmm. for for Missing in the Pages for the first one. And it was, you know, if you, if you want it, please leave your name and your address and a little message. And I got – and I was like, you know, I only have a few, you know, however many copies of the book, so I hope that – I got enough people to give away these copies and I got so many entries that I actually did have to pick and choose who to like to actually pick people out of a hat to give it to, uh, which I, I wasn't expecting that. That was a, a nice surprise. How like the, the inpouring of support um, that came in for, for someone like me who is not, who is independent, you know? I think that's, that's terrific. So, 
you're this writer. You're, and you yes. know what? Let me ask you this, because this is in your world. Would you describe if there's a difference in your opinion? We're talking definition mm-hmm. now between a writer, yes. author. Um, I think it just depends on what you're writing. If you're if you're writing uh, books, then you're you're an author. If you're writing, I like to say I'm a writer uh, and an author because I write screenplays as well. So I think it's easier to say that than to say I'm a screenwriter because sometimes I have to explain what a screenwriter is. Uh, that they write scripts or they write film. So I think it just it just depends on what you're writing. I think everybody is a if you're writing is a writer, um, but you're an author if you write books. Well, that's, that's that's really great, and that's a that's a beautiful segue into what I wanted to talk with you about next, which is about your experience yeah. um, writing, as you wouldn't say authoring. Mm-hmm. Writing for the right. for, for the film at for for films at LMU and and, you, and we've talked about the fact that you've published a novel. So yeah. what what I mean you've you've won a lot of awards. I mean you I <laughs> I will be publishing that on the awards that you have writ have you received. But so between screenwriting, which is what you're talking about for those awards. And writing mm-hmm. and publishing a novel, do you have a preference? Oh, that, that was such a, it's a tough question. I get that question a lot. And it's, they feel like both have pros and cons. I, I love them both, honestly. I love how visual scripts allow me to be because scripts are going to go on the screen. They have to be, they have to be just by their definition visual. Um, and so it allows me to have fun with a different creative muscle uh, by focusing on what scene and how I could jump from this scene to the next scene. And I don't really need to put any uh, transitions in there because you're going to see it on the screen Um, versus, you know, books that you have to really draw out the thought process of your characters or things like that. Um, I will say that my first love has always been books. I was obsessed with them from an early age, like I've said, and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see my book, like my work in bookstores alongside my favorite authors. So I do have a special place of love for books. Um, but I do, I love them both. And I think just more recently, I've been putting more attention on my book since I've been working on the Pirate Trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. But I am also currently working on a few scripts and, and connecting with execs at uh, studios and things like that as well. Could you ever imagine, as I'm listening to you talk about your your trilogy, could you ever imagine yeah. your book, since you are also a screenwriter, that your books could become a, a film? Oh my gosh, I I I would be lying if I said I haven't thought about it <laughs> because of my schooling. Um, I will also say that when I was a senior in high school, we had to do these things called senior projects, which were just some some big projects of your choice that you had to turn in at the end of the year. And my project was adapting Missing in the Pages to a TV show. So I actually sat and wrote the the script for the first episode for that. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And when you're writing that first episode, 
because I, I what I've yes. heard you say through this our conversation is that you also are very visual. That sort of started from mm-hmm. the get go. So when you're writing mm-hmm. about what is her name Catherine Kathleen? What's your what's your main character's name? Oh, Elizabeth. Oh Elizabeth, well, I don't know where Kathleen came from. Yeah. Elizabeth, okay. When you're when you're writing about what do I know? When you're writing about Elizabeth, do you visualize somebody personally? You know like what? it's funny because yeah, I I think for almost every other character, I can see them very clearly, and for Elizabeth, I can't. I think Elizabeth, especially at the time that I wrote her when I was sixteen, was very much based on me. Um, so my friends, even when my friends, they, they, they'll read her, her line and they'll be like, you said that to me before. <laughs> She's very much based on me. And I think that's why it's difficult for me to actually visualize Elizabeth, but I can see everybody else. <laughs> that's interesting. I, I, that's, that, that is, yeah. that is really interesting. I, you know, have you ever, have you ever thought about stepping in front of out of the out of the book, out of the script, and onto the screen. Could you ever see yourself actually visually being presenting uh, as an actress? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I my, okay. my my anxiety couldn't handle it. <laughs> I, I already when I went when I went to I had a, a a talk at a bookstore, and then when I went to talk to the kids at my high school. I, I had to read from my book out loud until all eyes were on me, and I was I was a nervous wreck. I am not. I like to be behind the camera, behind the monitor, not, not in front. That's that's funny. Yeah, I, you know it's funny. It's funny you mentioned. I I know you spoke um, at our local bookstore. That's how I came to know you. Um, because you came to to speak about your books um, right here in Westchester, where I live, and um, and I so I guess I'm just kind of thinking about your processes. So, do you write the same kind of stories in your scripts as you do with your novels? I th- yeah, I think there's definitely similarities. I think that my novels tend to be young adults meaning that my target audience are mostly teens. Um, and my scripts tend to skew more adults. But the genres t- are pretty much the same, historical or fantasy. Sometimes a little science fiction, a little bit suspense or thriller. Um, but for the most part, I would say they are similar except for the, the demographic that I go for. Oh, I see. Well, that's interesting. So what is it about fantasies or period pieces that you love so much? I think for me, and I I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I love the sort of obstacles that are necessary in either side, any either kind of story. So for historical, like for period pieces, for example, if there's, if a man and a woman have a dispute, they could just easily go up to each other and tell each other what's wrong because men and women couldn't be alone in a room together or they couldn't, they weren't allowed to just say what they felt. There was so much subtext. Um, and so like as an author or as a writer, it's so much fun to play with that. Um, and then for fantasies, obviously the conflicts are so big. There's the science fiction and fantasy are the only genres that I can think of where the character might be saving the world 
um, which are such huge, huge stakes. And obviously there's dragons and mermaids and genies and all that fun stuff. But I think I love the kinds of conflict that come out of those genres. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, I, I, I it, it, no, it is. It, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I've never been um, in your shoes to know what it's like to do what you do, and it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear how you've transitioned from something that started as an eleven-year-old, you know, and and yeah. you know, and and to go through college and. And high, did you go? I don't. I, I know the people that are listening don't necessarily live anywhere near where you and I live, but I don't remember where you where you went to, to high school. Where did you go to high school? I went to Providence High School, which is in Burbank. California. Okay, is that a private school, public school? Yes, it's a private school. Got it. Uh, male and yeah, female, yeah. though. Yes. yes. Got it. Okay. So that's you know it's really interesting because you know everybody has their their pathway on how they get to where they're going and sometimes you're on a path and it's not even where you plan to go you know which I think is is very very interesting and you know as a writer um you know what what's your what's your goal what's your ultimate goal as a writer I I get this, this is another one of those questions that I get asked a lot, and so I think about it a lot. Um, and I think, like, my concrete goal, obviously, is to be an author, write my own TV show. Um, but I think my goal at its core is I just want to entertain people. I think, uh, for me, because I loved books so much during such a tough time for me, um, they always manage to put a smile on my face or uh, make me swoon or make me, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and I just want to do that for other people as well. I, I want to help people forget their problems for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. And if any of my stories can offer some sort of comfort along the way, you know, some sort of uh, advice or solace or whatever it might be, that's an added bonus. But I think I just really like to entertain people with my stories. I love that. And, you know, I bet there's always, I'm guessing, but I bet there's, like you mm-hmm. said earlier, there's always a story going on in your head, right? I mean, there's always something there. Yeah. Um, you know, have yeah. you have you ever considered um, getting a publicist that could take you farther out into the reaches? Yeah, I think I've definitely um, as as I come start to write my next series, which I'm currently working on, um, I'm definitely thinking of branching out into uh, more of a team aspect as opposed to just leaving it all on me and getting help where I can. Um, so it's definitely something that I've been thinking about as as my career sort of progresses and evolves. So so you don't have an editor? You do your own editing as well? What, well, for this one specifically, for, this, for the Pirates trilogy specifically, because it was online for so long, um, mm-hmm. I actually had sort of like group editing happening. Because oh. if there was a typo or if there was something that didn't make sense, my readers caught it and they would tell me. <laughs> and so I kind of was lucky enough that I had posted it so far in advance um, that I was able to get that. Uh, so as of right for this trilogy, I didn't have to uh, hire a professional editor, but I definitely plan to on my next series. 
How how long is how long are your books? How what what how many pages? I believe they're about three three hundred and fifty to four hundred pages. All right, that's a that sounds. Yeah. I, I I I hands up in the air. I I have to admit I'm not a reader, so I I, I will just mm-hmm. say that to be to be authentic about who I am. That that sounds sure. like a really long book. How long? How long did it take you to write a book that was three pages long, whether it was your first one, your second one, your third one? How long does it take yeah. to do that? So, so missing in the pages, and, so the, the Pirates trilogy, each book took me about a year to write, and that was okay. because I was also in school. So, sure. so all of my writing was basically on the weekend or really late at night after homework or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so those each took me about a year. The one that I'm now, – now that I've graduated and I'm doing this full-time – I would say it takes me like three to four months to do the initial draft, um, and then a couple months after that to edit it and polish it, and make it make it really nice. Hmm. Has LMU ever invited you back to speak to their classes? Absolutely. I'm actually going. To, so I I went back uh, last year, I think last school year, to talk in one of the screenwriting classes. Um, mm-hmm. which was which was really fun, and that that's going to happen again some in the next few months, I believe. I'll be going back again. That's true. And, you know, you mentioned that you went back and spoke with your high school, but frankly what just occurs to me, if you started writing at age 11, um, have yeah. you ever thought about going back and perhaps speaking at an elementary school? I wonder how you know, many. I haven't really thought about. You know, I could really, I can tell you, I know that my daughter's interest in acting um, started mm-hmm. in elementary school. She 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 oh. actually went and got her degree in theater arts. Now that's not the field that she works in right now, or really ever uh-huh. did, frankly. But you know. <laughs> I tell a lot of college kids just because you've studied X, Y, Z doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to work in that field. In your case, right. um, it, it's it's more accurate that 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 it has happened. And I just wonder, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just thinking about, I was just a little girl. I was 11 years old. I was in the fourth grade or fifth grade at 11. I can't remember. Maybe fifth grade. Just imagine what that what that young person might be thinking, male or female, about what it would yeah. feel like when you were talking about your story, not not necessarily about what your specific book is about, although I would think they would want to ask those questions, but equally important, sure. like, you know, how do you do that? I mean, let's face it, you, you, you know, there wasn't the technology uh, when you were 11 that there is today by by any stretch of the yeah. imagination people were reading their right. books on cell phones and kindles right. and you know all of those kinds of things i mean things have certainly certainly changed and um you know i just i i just wonder you know how you could cuz i think you were really touched by someone and i can see how perhaps mm-hmm. you could be that same person that maybe could do the same thing for others, um, and I would 
I would get up in front of whoever was out there to to speak about what it is you do, whether you're invited to speak at a Chamber of Commerce meeting or perhaps a Rotary meeting. I'm a Rotarian. You know, places where you could mm-hmm. share your story, which I think um, is is really interesting. And, and that makes me think about your lifestyle, you know, like, you know, what do you do when you're when you're not writing? <laughs> I write a lot. This is like something my friends will will tease me for because I basically spend all day writing. Um, but when I'm when I'm not writing, um, I'm either reading or I'm playing a little bit of piano. I will say I'm not very oh. good at piano. <laughs> <laughs> I just I took a class in college and I was like this is really fun and so I kind of kept up with it but I'm not good at it. Um, but just to do that to kind of be stressed or playing playing video games, God of War, Assassin's Creed, which are fantasy and historical games. Um, so they they kind of match my my interest anyway. Well, I like that, but you know it. It honestly doesn't surprise me that you might have had a love of music. They're all sort of creative arts. You know, that's what I would put that. Yeah. So you mentioned a little earlier that you're uh, currently working on something new. Would you like to share with us what that what that new vision looks like? Yeah. So right now I'm working on a, a series that's based on Arabian uh, myth and folklore. And mm. it's definitely, like I said, I'm – I am uh, Egyptian, and so I really wanted to do something in that space because I read a lot of fantasy novels, and a lot of them are sort of Lord of the Rings-esque, you know, where mm-hmm. they, a lot of the characters look like that. But ancient Egypt and ancient Arabia have a lot of really cool uh, creatures and folklore, and I really wanted to play with that. So the next series that I'm working on right now is based on that, and it's a big, big fantasy world. Uh, with a lot of cool creatures and a lot of fun, and um, and I'm also working on some different scripts as well to you know to send out to some studios and um, work with my managers on. Well, don't be modest, but I think it would be nice for you to actually tell our listeners about some of these awards you've you've received as a screenwriter. <laughs> okay, um, well, as a screenwriter, I will say that. Um, I the first the first major award that I got was I placed as a finalist in the Screencraft Screenwriting uh, Competition, which is um, a very uh, competitive competition. And so I was in the top seven out of I don't know how many dozens of thousands of entries. So that was the first one that was really really exciting, and that was for um, a movie script mm. uh, that I had written at LMU. Okay. And then um, after that, I won my, my TV script, won the LMU Industry Award uh, at, at LMU. So I was nominated by, uh, by the professors, and I won that, which was really awesome because that was the first win that I had. Um, and then since then, I've been placing in a bunch of different competitions, Los Angeles International Awards, uh, International Screenplay Awards, the um, short scripts, Filmatic, and I also won the Atlanta Screenplay Awards, which is how I got signed with my managers uh, because my TV script won that. So they're just that's an overview, but yes. <laughs> well, I'm looking at I'm looking at something I've I'm going to be posting um, on this blog when we're done, 
And I see that you've received some industry awards like you just described. Uh, I see that mm-hmm. you won something called the Omaha Film Festival Award as well. Is that right? Yes, yes. And then was when I'm looking at this page and it says counterfeit pilot, the world crashes, is that is that the screenplay that you wrote that, that received these awards? Yes. So some of them, um, like, uh, I think it's on my website, which one's which one, uh, one which one. <laughs> but, uh-huh, um, right. Counterfeit was the, was the TV script, yes. So Counterfeit is the name of the show. The World Crashes was the name of the episode. Interesting. Best TV yeah. pilot? Come on now. I mean, these are, <laughs> this, you know... If I was your mom speaking, I'd be saying, "Honey, well, tell them about this and tell them about that." You know, I mean, it's 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 pretty it's pretty um, it's impressive, Ashley. Truly, um, oh, thank so, you so much. Really, and I and I guess let me ask you this. So let's say mm-hmm. people are listening, whether they're your age or they have grandkids or or children of their own. Um, what advice do you have for others who would like to become authors or screenwriters? What kind of advice would you yeah, give I, Yeah, I would say that my advice boils down to three things, which are read, write, and let others read what you write. Um, I think there's no better master class on writing than reading what other people who write. I think whether it's novels or it's scripts, reading, sitting down and reading it, I think is such a great way to teach yourself what works and what doesn't. Because as, a, as an audience, whether you're a reader or a watcher, you'll see what works for you and what didn't. And I think that also helps you sort of figure out how to structure your own ideas and things like that. And then you actually have to sit down and do it. <laughs> sit down, write. And if it's your first time writing something, it probably won't be amazing. Uh, like I said, when I was I was 14 when I finished my first novel and I had posted online. It's no longer available online because it's not good, and I took it down. <laughs> but that's funny. You, know, you have to start somewhere, and the only way you're going to get better at it is if you keep doing it. So, you know, read what you like to write, and then actually sit down and write it, and then let other people look at it. If you don't want to give it to friends or family, which I was nervous to do when I wrote Missing in the Pages, um, Mm -hmm. I posted it online for others to look at. And I think it's a really good way to gauge engagement, your own abilities, and to develop a readership because people on the Internet have no reason to be nice to you. (laughs) (laughs) They will tell you straight up what they think of your writing, and it's a really good way to get feedback um, mm-hmm. from from people that aren't going to sugarcoat things for you. And if I could add one, one like, little footnote on that, too, I would say Please. to do your homework on, on, this, on whatever career you're trying to go into, if it's being an author, if it's being a screenwriter, whatever, understand the career you're trying to enter so that you can give yourself every advantage to succeed in it. That makes a lot of sense. Did anybody give you that advice? Um. N- Yes and no. I think I'm I'm a huge nerd that does, that likes homework. And so when I when I first <laughs> decided I was going to do this for real, I sat down and I I consumed every piece of information I could get on being an author, on being a screenwriter, so that I could know what steps to take and what to do. And so 
um, I've, I've found that it's really, really helpful to do these things because it's the only way that you can actually develop a game plan. And I'm someone that likes to have a plan or a to-do list. Um, and this, this has been what's worked for me so far. So if you're in the, in the realm of balance, which I, I personally think balance mm-hmm. is very important. Do you agree that balance is important? Absolutely. So in thinking about your lifestyle and, and all that you've accomplished and all that you've done thus far, where's your balance? How, how, what do you do to balance between all that you do? Oh, gosh. Like, okay, I agree with you on balance. I can't say I'm very good at it. <laughs> all right. That um, a lot, a lot of my time is spent writing, like I mentioned before. But I think what what I have that's really good is I have such a really great group of friends that I can kind of that will force me to walk away from my computer <laughs> and take mm-hmm. a breath um, mm-hmm. and just just take my mind off it, which usually helps sure. me as a writer because when you're not thinking about a plot hole or you're not the, whatever it might be, it solves it on its own and getting that breath is necessary. Um, and so I think I would say my, my friends who are always there, who have been supporting me from the start, telling me to publish and all of that, they, I see them at least once a week and they are really, really helpful at getting me to sort of unplug for a minute. Yeah. You know, I know you, we have, we have a little bit of time left here and I know that you know mm-hmm. we, you and I talked about the kinds of things that we would be talking about today, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw a um, a question at you that you were not anticipating hearing, but I think sure. that the way your mind works, I think that you would still be able to answer this, and I like this question, and that is based okay. on what you know today about you, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. advice? would you give your younger self? Ooh, I know. Question. Well, you know, it, it, <laughs> it's, and, and, it, and, and sometimes that's, that's like, guys, you need to give me a few minutes to actually think about this. But my guess is that yeah. you've always been directed, and maybe the direction that you started very young wasn't necessarily in the direction you wanted to move, but due to circumstances... Um, it's 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 the path you were on, but when you look back at this part, I mean, you're still you're still in your twenties. You're a young woman, but mm-hmm. I just I'm just wondering, based on on your lifestyle and what you've experienced in your life, what kind of advice do you think you would give your younger self? I think I would tell myself to relax. <laughs> I put a yes. lot of pressure on myself to do all of these things as quickly as possible, uh, which is why I'm 24 and have written a trilogy. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I would tell myself to, to just calm down and to trust myself. I think mm-hmm. because, because I don't have necessarily anyone um, that I can turn to who has done what I'm doing, like, you know, nobody in my family, no, not necessarily any of my friends or anything like that, I'm always nervous that I'm making a mistake in what I'm doing, um, and that's part of the reason why I get so so nervous and need to relax. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm just trusting myself to trusting my gut to know what is the right thing to do, what's the right path to follow, and then trusting that it's going to work out. I think I put a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself, which uh, I've always done. <laughs> um, and I think that that would be the best advice that I could give my younger self, especially throughout college when I was, I was always like, what am I going to do when I graduate? What am I going to do? Just to to relax and trust myself that I'm gonna I'm gonna be all right and I'm gonna make it work. Do you do you ever just like get outdoors? I mean, LMU is a beautiful campus, but do you ever just find yeah. yourself saying, "I need to step away from the computer"? Yes, definitely. I try to I try to break up my day so I'm not sitting at the computer all day, and I'll okay. take an hour or two. And sometimes I'll go sit outside and just not have any, like, not with my phone or anything like that, just sit out there sure. and be quiet. Sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'll go exercise or I'll go see my friends or something like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just I try every day to take a little bit of a, to break up the day so that I'm not sitting here all day. I, I think that's really good advice for yourself. I think, frankly, mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm the age of your grandmother, but, you know, <laughs> I think we all, you know, we all need to have that kind of balance so that yeah. we are, I think, frankly, with some balance, whether, like you said, whether it's sitting outside and being quiet without your phone or, like you said, mm-hmm. maybe taking a walk or, or meeting with friends, I think it's important that we add that as as an element to our lives so that yeah frankly i i think we're we we all become a little bit more productive if we can just step back for a moment you know and yeah. also yeah I, I mean i i'm a note taker are you a person that's always got a place for notes yes definitely I am as well, and and I, you know, sometimes I'll get this idea, and it's like, well, if I don't write this down, it's likely I won't remember it. But I think that, you know, giving back is always a wonderful. Everybody wins if you're giving back for the right reason. If you're if you're giving to get, then that's not quite the same thing. But when you're when you're giving of yourself, and like you said, going back to that school or perhaps now even considering going to speak with younger kids, um, or, you know, mm-hmm. even inspiring um, current LMU students. You know, you, you are their peers. You haven't been out that right. long. And yeah, exactly. imagine, you know, but uh, really imagine if you're that person, you, you were that person. Did anybody come yeah. and speak to you guys? the way I'm suggesting that you speak to others when you were in college? Yes, yeah. Our, they did. I have, I have to say LMU professors were really, really great, and they would bring um, writers, usually alumni, to come talk to us, and it was always so helpful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I mean, I think that's, yeah. that, that's, that's an important part because in the process of listening to them, you just you never know what, what you might, you know, learn about yourself while you're while you're listening to someone yeah. else that's speaking in a field that you find yourself moving into and i just right. i just want to thank you for sharing all of this with us because i think it's inspiring 
and I think that, you know, have you traveled? You mentioned you have this Egyptian and Italian background. Just out of curiosity, have you ever been to either place? Have you been to Egypt? I have not been to I have not been to Egypt yet. I know that we all we're all planning to go at some point, but I have not been to Wonderful. Egypt yet. I have been to Italy, but I have okay. not been to Egypt. <laughs> yeah, I I would think that would be interesting to to do that. You know, for you to experience um, being in Egypt. Yeah. I think travel adds a, an enormous element to our lives. Um, I, that's how I, just as a side note, this isn't reflecting on what you've done, but because I had a very, mm-hmm. I did have, I still have, I have a very good friend yeah. that worked at LMU in the executive MBA program office. Part of what they did mm-hmm. was international travel, and I was able oh. to join her all over the world because that is oh, what they awesome. do as part of their EMBA program there. LMU is a wonderful college, whether you are a local person or someone that is looking for an outstanding um, education. It's a Jesuit college, and the campus is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's yeah. fine if the campus is beautiful and it's a Jesuit college, but more importantly, what are you going to learn there? And I know they have yeah. a really fine school and I'm sure they're all very proud of you. Um, I'm sure your instructors yeah. and professors are like, "Wow, do you guys see what Ashley's doing?" I mean, I just, I just <laughs> think it's wonderful, Ashley. I think you're modest, oh, thank you so much. Um, but I do think that that they must be very, very proud of you. And I just want to just oh, thank you. you once again for sharing this time with me and and your and your life story with our listener. It's it's really it's been a pleasure getting to know you more. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you and I really appreciate you giving me this platform to come talk to you and talk to your listeners. It's been such a blast. It has been a blast. I would agree. So everybody, go look for those books. Go and 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 check out check out the website. I will have this posted um, a little bit later this afternoon, where you'll be able to listen to this show. And if you like what you hear every week, now here's a commercial. If you like what you hear on my podcast every week, share it. Tell people about it. You can never have too many listeners. And. I, I love what I do, so um, anyone that wants to share this is certainly welcome to do so. But for now, Ashley, I'm going to let you get on with your day, and I'm going to say goodbye for now. But you know when that next big award comes out, maybe maybe you'll join me towards the end of the year, and you'll you'll bring us up to date where you are now and, and, and you know, who's starring in your movie, you know? I, that would be so cool. Oh, I would love that. But, <laughs> That, wouldn't that be great? I'll think about who I think should star. Anyway, it, it was great speaking with you, and I look forward to having you join me again another time. But for now, I'm going to say goodbye, and thank you so much once again for joining me. It was so much fun, and I really appreciate it. I'd love to come back. It was so much fun. Thank you. 